you know, talk with one of my buddies who's a caster and, yeah. um, you know, other than casting my other stuff. No, I just kind of went in, uh, did a, did a little tryout and then jumped in on those, those solos. It was really oh, cool. Nice. What was the toughest part of it? Um, everybody runs production a little bit differently. Yeah. Uh, and to, it was both learning production and then also trying to realize that you don't always need to fill the dead space. Yeah. That sometimes the content in, in the tournament, especially in a tournament like that. Yeah. Excuse me, would speak for itself. And so you mm -hmm. don't always have to fill the dead air. Tardux, uh, the podcast about content creators giving advice, suggestions, and telling us uh, their experiences and stories. And I'm very excited to have one of Evasion's casters, Narwhal. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. Excellent. So what I normally do is uh, we start the podcast off with three rapid questions just to get things flowing. You ready? All right. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So favorite song to play? Favorite song to play. Uh, I've been stuck on this song called Don't Lose Sight by Lawrence for a really long time. All right. Um, in all of history, you get to spend a day with anyone in the world. Who are you spending it with? Ah, uh, Prince. Oh, oh, that's a good one. Yes. Easy. Easily yeah. Prince. Best to ever do it. All right. Now, this is a weird one. What is your spirit animal? I'm probably guessing already. No, I know what that is. Uh, prob probably a narwhal. There like we a go. Mystical creature, you know. Stay with the brand. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I have a couple little animals tattooed. Yeah. Um, oh, cool. So, yeah. all right. So, where did the name come from? Uh, so, um, I had a, a an, an issue where where somebody was trying to dox me with my first Twitch name, and uh, so I changed it to Lizard Lord, and uh, <laughs> that was just a decision that I made in my life. Yeah. And I uh, decided, you know, that was pretty cringy, which to be fair, it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was looking at animals. I was like, you know, I don't know what animal I would, because I didn't want it to be, you know, it should be face picture. It didn't really suit me as well. So um, that is hilarious that that's behind you right now. Um, shout out to Wildes for that. Oh. <laughs> um, but um, I decided on Narwhal. I thought Narwhals were super cool. Made the uh, multicolored rainbow horn. I thought that was cool. And then JP is my first two initials. So. What's up with that? Excellent. All right. So now, when uh, when did you start playing video games? I was always kind of a gamer. I never really got super into it until I was in college, and uh, my buddy picked up CS:GO. Yeah. And uh, I used to play it on my 13-inch MacBook <laughs> Air. You know, 40 frames per second. Oh got all the God. way to Master Guardian Elite, which is pretty cool, but um, went down very quickly uh, when my laptop kind of crapped the bed i decided to get a, a pc instead yeah. started playing PUBG. started playing whatever and then i went to pax in 20 like early 2020 friend turned me on a tarkov and uh got in there before that i'm a really big fan of the fallout games yeah. so the kind of weapon condition and armor condition stuff like really transferred over well from those okay now what is your all-time favorite game fallout new vegas okay yep i hear that a lot yes very cool yeah amazing amazing game very cool so now uh what is your background you know prior you know instead of you know all along with streaming and content creation you're a music teacher correct yes yeah i teach kindergarten through sixth grade music and i teach private piano on the side as well um i gig with i have a couple bands uh, me and my buddy are in a duo band and then i'm in another band called false idols shout out to them uh, kind of a rap group. I play bass in that group, and then uh, I play a bunch of different instruments, just whatever oh, I want. So a rap, like so, a musical, like an instrument, not instrumental, but a rap group that actually has you know instruments going along with them. Yeah, yeah, we're all live instruments. Uh, we've got oh, a drummer, cool. two guitarists, bassists, and then our, our rapper is really awesome. So, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. What was the first uh, instrument you learned to play? First instrument I learned to play was saxophone. Played alto saxophone for a few years. Um, and then I wanted to, uh, it's not even my, one of my main instruments now. Yeah. You know, I learned it in school, you know, fifth, sixth grade, yeah. seventh mm -hmm. and eighth grade, played that kind of instrument. But 
in eighth grade, I started wanting to pick up the piano. I wanted to play Imagine by John Lennon at my school's talent show. And uh, my teacher, bless her heart, she's the reason I'm a teacher now. She let me come in and kind of just do piano during homeroom and play it. And over and over again, I didn't have any lessons. I just learned to play it. And I've been playing for, God, 12 years now almost. Oh, wow. Ah, and she's the inspiration why you became a music teacher? Absolutely, yeah. Oh, yeah, I decided I wanted to be that person for someone so <laughs> oh that's fantastic yeah all right so what made you jump into into streaming into twitch i was always really interested in the streaming career aspect of it i made you know little youtube music videos when i was a kid um growing up through high school just kind of like sharing stuff that i did and i ended up getting into twitch a little bit just to see kind of how it went and how it was going um kind of got and lost traction a few times as everyone does and um kind of just really sunk into it when i started you know doing more charity stuff that's really what what drove me to continue to do it to kind of perfect the craft and the production value element of the whole thing and just kind of do as much good and reach as many people as i can okay now do your uh, co-workers know you have this alter ego of you know a, a streaming personality uh it's a fine fine line um Most people don't don't know. I don't I don't really like saying that only because um, there's a lot of little ears around where I work and um, having kids know that you have an online persona is is a fast way to lose your job. Yep. I would uh, assume that is true. (laughs) (laughs) So now do you remember your first stream when you were first live? Yeah, Uh, not maybe not the first one, but yeah. or I that remember first time somebody I, uh, chatted, somebody typed in, hey, I like, you know. Right. So uh, one, of, one of my buddies um, kind of got me into streaming. And and I remember I had to come home to my parents' house to go to uh, get my wisdom teeth out the next day. And so I was home. I was like in my parents' basement, like trying to stream off Wi-Fi, <laughs> playing Fortnite. And um, my friend jumps in my Twitter DMs. and He goes, hey you're about to get raided. And I was like, Oh, I don't even know what that is. And I sat there and I got a raid from like, for like 800 people. Oh my God. And they just jumped in. I didn't know what to do. You know, <laughs> I, the only thing I had going for me was I had the, the audio set up already. Cause I was already, you know, a production man, like person in yeah. music. Um, and it, it ended up being my buddy who got me into streaming, got raided by Ninja while streaming oh, Fortnite, wow. and I kind of got the residual like lurker raid afterwards. Yeah. And so that was like the coolest thing. And then I got my wisdom teeth out the next time. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that a weird thing when you, you know, you've that, per, you know, somebody you don't know starts typing, hey, you know, like, oh my God, I got somebody in my chat. What do I do? How do I act? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's weird because you have to decide in that moment, like, who do I want to be to this person? Mm-hmm. Because especially when you're a smaller streamer, especially when you have one, two viewers, it's really like, you can really reinvent yourself every time somebody new comes into chat, because that's a whole nother opportunity to expand your content. If you're somebody that that person likes, they're going to show them to your friends. So what kind of person do you want to be to that person? Yeah. It's almost like you have more of a freedom as a creator before you kind of establish this brand. So yeah. it's constantly just trying over and over and over again and trying and failing and trying something and it didn't feel right and trying something and it didn't work. And, um, it, it's a little bit scary, but I feel like once I started teaching, I got much better at, at doing the whole talking thing because I'm yep. in front of people that want to be entertained and taught every second of the day. Yeah. So, um, that got, it got a little bit easier with that, but it is a little bit terrifying <laughs> when somebody you don't know comes in and says, what's up? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So what's been the, you know, the highlight of, you know, coming on to Twitch for you? Uh, definitely how, how much we're able to do for charity. Yeah. Um, I try to do four or five charity pushes a year. Um, we're in the middle of St. Jude play live right now. Well, well running towards the end of it. Um, the very last event I'm going to do, and I'm sure you'll ask me about it is the, is the tournament. And, um, that'll be my, my fourth tournament and like our eighth charity push on the channel, which is really cool. Um, I think the stuff that the community really, especially the Tarkov community is able to do together is really really cool uh and when i was streaming other games it it wasn't there as much but this Mm -hmm. is such a tight-knit community with everybody around that it's just been so cool to be able to do so much for people that need it yeah and now what made you pick saint jude's as your you know i'm that's your main charity right 
Um, so I do usually one push for St. Jude per year for St. Yeah. Jude Play Live. It's a really awesome program that they do uh, every May. So May is St. Jude month. They do May everything actually from April 1st all the way till May 31st counts for it. Okay. Um, they reach out to creators. They send care packages to all of their, their team streamers. So they sent me stuff like Bean Boozled and like a, a punishment spinner and like one of those <laughs> things that you put inside your mouth that like makes oh your my mouth God. open all the way. <laughs> yeah. um, they And they gave me like a like so much cool stuff to like incentivize people to donate and, yeah. and stuff like that. So but I've done things uh, this year in particular. We did something with Marsha P. Johnson Foundation for uh, through Stonewall um, in New York City. We did something with um, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Um, a place to nourish health, which is a homeless shelter in Connecticut, and we also did something with Able Gamers this year, which has been really, really cool. That is really cool. Oh man, that's yeah, fantastic. try to spread the love as much as possible. Yeah, absolutely. So now, what would you say is the toughest thing trying to, you know, trying to, you know, do this as you know a part-time career or you know a, a big interest for you? I think the toughest part for me um, was learning that nobody has to care. Um, like at school. For yeah. example, it's a much different environment because even though I do teach music, like kids kind of do have to care at least yeah. a little bit. They yeah. have to care enough to do the work on the Internet. Nobody has to care ever and they can choose to start and stop caring whenever that is. So the toughest part for me is creating a product and creating a production that's worth people caring and yeah. doing things that are worth people caring. Um, yeah. And it was tough to kind of get away from do I want them to care about me or do I want them to care about the cause? And really it, I want them to care about the cause. So I jumped more into the production value aspect of it. And that's, yeah. that's been working really great. And people have been, been really responding to it. So that's, yeah, that's a great question. Thank you. Excellent. And now how long have you been streaming? I've been streaming since 2018. Holy cow. Wow. Yeah, February, 2018, end of February. Yeah. Now are you, are you partnered? No. Are you close to being partnered? No, I've, uh, no, not really. I've I've mainly been focusing on the on the casting aspect. I'm not very consistent. Uh, yeah. Work has just been crazy. Um, I'm looking forward to getting more consistent in this yeah. next year. And mm -hmm. I think once that happens, it'll it'll start coming. But not quite yeah. yet. But we're we're on the path. You know, Excellent. doing as much good as we can while we can. Yeah. Well, that was a question I was going to ask you. It's got to be difficult to have your, you know, your normal career and then have this as, you know, an alternative, you know, just, you know, as a hobby or something you wanted to grow, trying to balance the two. Yeah, it's definitely a difficult hobby. And I'm still, you know, I think everybody on some level is still kind of just trying to figure it out. But for me, um, it is really tough because when I'm at work, I'm on all the time. Yeah. Um, because when kids come into my room, I get 40 minutes with them once every three days. Yeah. And I have to be on and doing my job from the minute they walk in until the minute they leave. Yeah. Um, because most of the time, especially with the younger kids, if you lose them for a second, they're oh. gone. You can't get them back. Um, yeah. So I'm on all day. So coming from that and having to be kind of witty and fun and engaging, coming home and trying to do this sometimes it's tough and it's, yeah. it's draining and it's, it's hard, but I love it. Excellent. And, and that's that, you know, that's a good point is like, as, you know, with your career as a teacher, you don't have times during the day where you could pop on Twitter and do a couple of social things. You're, you know, from when you get there, from you get right. home and then the preparation for the next day is, is something that, you know, the other pr uh, careers people are doing, you know, they may not have to do that. Yeah, and it's tough because, uh, especially with music, like we're building everything from scratch. Um, we decide all of the different resources we use. We decide how our sequencing goes. We decide our curriculum every year. It's, it's, it's a lot. But um, you know, I found that that part of it, I've kind of gotten into the rhythm of. Yeah. The last couple months have been concert season, and our yeah. concert got oh. moved from in person to um, online, and we had to oh, record wow. the whole thing and we learned two days beforehand. So I've just kind of been nuts. Oh, wow. Um, and it, it can get really overwhelming if you let it, but, uh, and I did let it cause it, <laughs> it yeah. happened. Um, but now that I'm through it, I, I see it a little bit better and you know, every year you get better. So the job does yeah. get easier. Uh, so I, I'm looking forward to, as it gets easier and easier coming back to, to stream more cause teaching is yeah. really my first love, but, but streaming is really, 
just an awesome outlet for creativity that's much different than teaching. Absolutely. And, and you, know, you actually just reminded me of something. Being a teacher, you had to go through COVID. And as a music yeah. teacher, how, did, how, how does a music teacher deal with trying to teach little kids remotely? Yeah, so that's a really great question. So when we went out uh, 2020, first of all, my first year teaching was spring 2019. Oh, my God. Okay. So I, I started January 2019. So I had that half of the year. And then I, I had a my first full year was the year of COVID. So I taught wow. for half of that year. And then we went out. Luckily, having, you know, a streaming setup and all of that stuff helped a lot. Yeah. Uh, with being able to do that, but it was a lot of a lot of non participation because kids weren't required to participate in specials most places. Uh, okay, yeah. So I'd get like four or five kids watching the lessons that I made every week. Yeah. Oh wow. Last year we weren't allowed to do any singing at all. The only singing yeah. that we could do is outside, twelve feet apart with masks on, which oh, was miserable. Oh, I bet. So really last year we had to focus on the rhythm and the the active listening aspect. And every week I did an artist spotlight where we looked at an artist that's still alive, because that's really yeah. important. An artist that's still alive that kids would care about yeah. to in order to like kind of keep them engaged and kind of keep them buying what I'm selling. Yeah. Um and then this year it's been a little bit more normal. We started this year being able to sing. Um, three feet apart with masks on for 15 minutes per class. So that was pretty nice. And now yeah. it's just kind of normal. So well, that's, um, that's been that's been pretty good. But getting back into it, you know, kids are one or two years behind sometimes. Yeah. Especially kindergartners coming in. Most of them haven't had preschool. Right. And uh, so some of them don't respond to their name. Like, and that's just kind of the way it is. But we're yeah. doing battle with it. And, you know, I've said it a lot and I'll say it again. Teaching's kind of like a bad marriage. Um, you almost never get your needs met, but you stay in it for the kids. Yeah. Um, and that's just kind of what we're doing. We're leaning on each other and we're getting through it. Yeah. Well, I got to think with that young age, missing a year of school and that, you know, social aspect of things, just really probably you as a, you know, primary teacher really sees that on the children. Yeah, it's, it's tough. And, and a couple things that are really tough is like the attention span is gone. Yeah. Because kids were home and they still are home and parents are still working and it's instant gratification on, on an iPad or a computer. Yeah. Um, so they don't want to work for anything. Um, and I shouldn't. It's not every kid and it's not all the time, but mm -hmm. the attention spans go down a lot. And uh, the other thing is like kids don't know how to treat each other or themselves. Yeah. Um, we get a lot of self-deprecation, especially in the older kids. Yeah. And we get a lot of kids like they don't know that they're allowed to go up to other kids and ask to play with them. They just oh, don't know because yeah. they haven't been allowed to do that. They're conditioned yeah. to not want to be near people. That's right. Holy cow. It's it's tough. A lot of residual post-COVID effects. Yeah. But and then, again, and we're, you... we're there for them, you know. Yep. And you see it firsthand. That's that's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it bra breaks your heart a little bit. But oh, I bet. When you see them make those connections, it makes it worth it. Oh, good. Now, what are some of your musical inspiration? Being a music teacher and playing in, you know, in bands and whatnot, who do you, you know, who'd you grow up listening to? Who do you like today? Oh, God. Um, I grew up, obviously, you know, listening to Prince, listening yeah. to uh, a lot of Guns N' Roses, a lot of Incubus, Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. Um, middle school, super angsty, Avenged Sevenfold, Slipknot <laughs> fan, avid guitar Wait, hero hang player. Wait, on. Did so you I say Slipknot into... in grade seven? Oh, yeah. I was super <laughs> into Slipknot. Seven and eight. Oh, super into them. Super into Green Day. Um, I, I listen a lot to, uh, to like New Age Jazz now. Yeah. Um, the kind of dense stuff that's a little bit tough to get into. But when you look at it, it's so impressive. Yeah. Um. But I take a lot of my inspiration from from folk musicians. I take a lot of my inspiration from um, people like uh, like John Bryant and people like Alan Stone, like these people that are just like virtuosic on their instruments. Yeah. Um, but they also put out a product that's not too dense for the general population to enjoy. Oh, OK, Very cool. I really enjoy that part because I don't think that I, and I genuinely don't like it when people are music elitist kind of people yeah i don't enjoy that um i think genuinely and it's like my teaching philosophy that music is for everyone 
So I don't think music needs to be super intense. Like, I think there's a reason that people like, um, like Olivia Rodrigo are super famous. And I think mm-hmm. that's really awesome for them and really awesome for the people that are buying what they're selling. Yeah. Excellent. And there's just so much music out there today, you know, and it's yeah. just, it's hard to find some good stuff occasionally, but when you find that good one, it's like, you just want to hang on to it and it's just, yeah. you know, it's, it's great. Yeah. I had, there's a lot of really awesome compilation artists now that go through and they pick music that they like. And they put them on compilation albums or playlists on Spotify. I do the same kind of thing. So if you find somebody that kind of vibes with your music, especially a lot of streamers do it now. Yeah. So if you find somebody who you enjoy their general music taste, you can probably find their compilation album and and move with those kind of artists up. Yeah. Which is really cool. Cool. Now, do you do any, uh, you know, speaking of content, do you do much on the YouTube or TikTok side of things? Um, I've dabbled. And yeah. the TikTok side of things, um, I've really been focused on Twitter, uh, yeah. to be honest. I've been focused. I do Sad Boy Sunday every Sunday on Twitter. I yeah. post like a sad ballad uh, <laughs> every Sunday. It's just kind of a uh, an expression thing. But yeah, uh, I haven't really been focused on other platforms, which is definitely to my detriment. But uh, I've really just been enjoying doing the thing, yeah. like streaming and hanging out with friends and, and making, building bridges and relationships in this community that is so has so much to offer uh yeah. so that that's been really my focus is is building friendships and building a brand in the community so yeah. that people know what they're getting when i when i show up excellent so i see on your twitch uh page you got some sponsors who you want to give them a shout out who you know yeah, absolutely. So I'm sponsored by Zenny Optical. Uh, all the glasses that you see that I wear, I have like a bajillion pairs at this point are from Zenny Optical. My favorite part about them, um, hashtag ad, is that they, uh, their frames are super affordable. Like these frames, for example, are like, I think they were $16.99 and the pres- oh, wow. single vision prescription comes with the price of the frame. Holy cow. So you get the lenses with the frame, which is really cool made it affordable for me to get new glasses when I couldn't. Yeah. I literally got new glasses and somebody at camp threw a dodgeball and broke them. And I had broken glasses for two years because I couldn't oh. afford a new pair. And they and the frames were out of stock. So that was pretty cool. Um, I'm also sponsored by Rise Brewing Company. They're a brewing company actually in Connecticut, which is really cool. Uh, they are all nitro cold brew. They have vegan options, oat milk and and regular. They have London Fog, which is a milk tea. It's really, really cool. They're really awesome. Uh, they've sponsored a lot of charity stuff. Excellent. Yeah. Cool. Now, speaking... Oh, anything else? Yeah, no, that's it. Yeah, I have, I have one more. Yeah, I have Scary CBD. It's a CBD company. Ships oh, cool. anywhere free in the U.S. They're really awesome. Excellent. All right. So now, <laughs> Tarkov. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's addicting. It's like it's a video game on... You know, it's, it's a crack, like, you know, for video games. Yeah. So now, how did you find it? You said one of your friends suggested it to you? Yeah, my buddy. Shout out to Brick. Uh, designs by Brick. He's awesome. Emmy Award winning designer. Oh, he uh, Shout out to him. We were at PAX together. And he's actually uh, also from Connecticut. And he said, you know, hey, you should try out this game. Everybody's playing this game, Tarkov. You should join us. And so I joined him one day and I was terrible and it was very confusing and I mm-hmm. hated it. And then the next day I was like, Hey, do you want to play that game again? Like, what are you doing today? And yeah. we played for like, for like six to seven hours. And then the pandemic hit and I was home every day, all day <laughs> with nothing to do and no one to see. Oh. Um, and so I, I, you know, streamed it solo for a little bit. A couple yeah. people who I knew previously came into streamer like hey do you want to jump on and play with us started playing with a group got hopelessly addicted bought eod moved on with my life <laughs> played it i've taken a couple wipes off but for the last few wipes i've just been in it yeah just doing it over and over again loving the community loving the game i think it's such a cool concept that nobody's really perfected um but it's it's damn close. Yeah, I'm sorry absolutely. if I'm not supposed to swear. No, it's we're it, you know you can swear all you want. You know I I had spooky spur, spooky squirrel on here and she didn't hold back on some cuss words, so it's all yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the most difficult thing to to learn with Tarkov? Oh God, everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I I think the gunplay is so satisfying in this game. Yeah. Um, and I think that was one of the parts that came super easy, but. 
learning what stuff to pick up when yeah is the most difficult part for me um i'll sell four vases just to get to living high is not a crime part two and be like Uh oh i need two of them now it literally (laughs) happened to me yesterday i sold four and then i need them today yeah like why am i because nikita knows no yeah dumb he knows yes he knows. He does. <laughs> and uh, and so does Rangar. And Rangar told me all the information I needed, and I didn't listen to him on his YouTube video. He's got great <laughs> stuff on YouTube. So Excellent. So what is, this, what is it about Tarkov that hooks you? You said the gunplay is good. Yeah. You know, the loop aspect of it or just the immersion factor? Um, yeah. I mean, I think all of it. I mean, you come for the immersion, you stay for the mechanics. I really, really like Inertia. And I know some people might not be in my corner here. I know they're not. (laughs) But I really like Inertia. I like how it changed movement. I like Mm -hmm. how you can't just... I like how peeking corners is a risk-reward and not just a a floaty. Mm -hmm. I also like how it changed jumping mechanics. And I don't think enough people talk about how much it changed jumping mechanics. If you jump off that left foot at a dead sprint, you go like twice as far as normal. You can make jumps at the lowest strength that you couldn't make at the highest strength before they implemented inertia. That is super cool to me as somebody who's always loved movement and who started this game watching Willers every day. It's really, really cool to see myself do those moves and be able to just be so quick with it. That's really (laughs) fun for me. That's fantastic. So now what's, uh, how have you enjoyed, you know, the whole 1212 drop with VoIP and airdrops and everything like that? Yeah, VoIP is the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> I love it. I love VoIP. I was running with, with a couple people. Uh, I was running with Kings actually, and we were yeah. running through customs and, uh, he died and I'm, I'm in mechanic and I heard somebody ask me to neigh like a horse. <laughs> oh um, my God. And so I did it and I walked around and I said, uh, it was it was a woman, and I said, "Oh, is that lady?" Because my friend Lady Icon plays this game a lot, and she said, "I'm a lady." I said, "No, no, no, are you Lady Icon?" And someone else said, "Oh, Lady Icon." I was like, "I was like, yeah, yeah." He's like, "You know, Lady Icon." I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Who is that?" And he's like, "Oh, it's Jay." Ended up being like Jay, Nixia, and Part Panda. It was oh like my the coolest God. thing ever, and they just knew who I was because like my friend is one of his mods, which is yeah. like that was cool being able to like talk to scavs and get out that way and yeah it's it's i think the coolest thing is it's changed the tournament atmosphere a lot especially oh, okay. for me yeah um i have a bingo board in my tournaments and one of the tournament bingo board items is um it, it was betray someone on voip yeah last tournament and now i've <laughs> added by popular demand i've added one that's extract with a friendly scab so okay. um they can go either way they aren't on yeah. the same bingo part so I think that's really cool to be able to do with people um, uh, that just wasn't possible. Yeah. And that's so much fun. I've, I've seen a people, people now with VoIP, they have this alter ego, alter voice yeah. that comes out. It's like, I, I play with this one guy and he has a Southern drawl for whatever reason. He's not anywhere near, you know, from the South, but when he starts VoIPing, he sounds like a Texan. And it's like, where did that come from? That's so funny. <laughs> I love that. I've I've thought about doing a uh, a series on YouTube. And maybe maybe I'll do it this summer. Maybe I won't. Don't steal yeah. my idea. But um uh doing a hundred raids, voiping to everybody with an American accent, doing a hundred yeah. raids voiping with everybody with a British accent. Oh. And seeing what the different like stats are like do i get nice people more often as a brit or as an american like i think that's really cool yeah play american servers with your english accent and see yeah okay yeah see what happens see what happens that's it that would be uh interesting to see the statistics (laughs) on that yeah so now so you in you mainly roll with uh other people or you know do you go solo sometimes uh, it depends on what i'm doing mostly people though I, i mostly play with with a group of my friends we have a really solid group um Shout out to that group, Fax, Novak, Lady, Morty, Crayola, anybody I'm forgetting. Wonderful, wonderful people over there. Summer, great, awesome people. So I, I run with them pretty much every day. Yeah. We just get on whenever people get on. People come in, they go, wow, we just we just have a fun time. At this point in the wipe, I'm just memeing. I'm just yep. having a good time. It's yeah. such a blast. Isn't it crazy how, you know, the whole video game aspect, like you said, every night you hop on with your your you know your people. As opposed to going out to the club or to the bar, it's you know coming home and and just you know you you're closer with these people than people in IRL. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think that stems a lot out of having a, a shared common interest that you start with. It's a lot easier yeah. to make friends over over playing a Discord video game where you can kind of just feel safe yeah. in an environment. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to yeah. worry about what you're wearing. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not an not an asshole, people <laughs> yeah. are usually fine, you know? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So what do you uh, what's your prediction on what's gonna happen? Because we've you know been in this limbo for a month or so. It's like are we getting a wife? Are we yeah. getting a lighthouse? What's going on? What do you think? I love to live in the ambiguity. That's I'm like completely different than every other Tarkov player. Like I love to live in the not knowing. Yeah. I love the lore aspect of the game. I think they've done, especially recently, such oh. a good job, like putting out lore and establishing storylines and stuff yeah. like that. Like that is so cool to me. Um, so I just love like seeing it as it comes out and like yeah. anticipating a nice guy's next video. Yeah. like one pegs next newsy news like i think that is so cool yeah i think that's so fun um so i don't care i'll yeah. do whatever they want me to do um i'm just living for it i think it's funny to watch too yeah yeah it's exciting when you see something on twitter come out. It's like okay what is the meaning of this and, and waiting for somebody to either translate yeah. the russian to english and it's like what does it all mean and then going into the game and seeing what's happening it's yeah it is really cool yeah, I've liked the little events here and there, the rogues on different maps, the yeah. raiders on lighthouse. Like those are cool. Those are little yeah. events that like just kind of keep it a little bit fresh for the people that like kind of have beat the game and like have yeah. two kappas and stuff like that. Right, yeah, absolutely. So now you get to pick your ultimate squad, you get to roll with in Tarkov. OGs, anybody. You call, you call out the name and they're going to be in a raid with you. Who are you taking in with you? I get to pick like four with four. me. Four, yeah. Anybody? They oh have, my they're, god! They're in. Who's your all-star raid squad? I uh, gotta go with the the my my favorite Tarkov streamer, uh, Claymore Place. Yep. My absolute favorite Tarkov streamer. One of my favorite people. Dear dear friend, um, Willers. Dude's nuts. Would yeah. love the chance to meet him. Um, God, let me think. This is a tough question, man. There's a lot this of is good tough. people out there. Those are two nutty people. I think I would definitely go with with Jinji. Yeah. She's just a wonderful person uh to play with. Um Oh man. There's a lot of really, really good Tarkov players. There's a lot of really good people in the Tarkov community. It yeah. makes it really difficult. Um Who's taking that last slot? Oh, it's it's got to go to Ash, Ash IV. Yeah. The dude is content on a stick. Like he's Oh my god. He's good at the game. He's a nice person. He's yeah. fun to watch and he's insane. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's the squad right now. All right, I like it. So, casting. You were doing some casting for Evasion. How did that start? Uh, so I'm Fluffy Bunny put he's the head caster for Evasion. He put yep. out something saying Hey, we're looking for some casters to do some events. And, you know, I've casted before. I've done some casting stuff. I've, I really wanted to get into casting. And a, a buddy of mine said, you know, why don't you cast everything possible? Yeah. You should be casting everything you possibly can. So I started doing tournaments, yeah. casting my own tournaments. I, I've casted CS in the past. I've casted Valorant, uh, PUBG, and um, Call of Duty. And I, you know, I've been watching the evasion stuff and they, put on a really great show and yeah. i thought hey i could i think i could bring something to the table here um and so i i filled out the application and bunny said all right we're gonna try on and i just got addicted oh nice now how did the first one go i was so nervous the first map yeah so the i i casted the solos and there were a bunch of different maps i think there were five and uh the labs map like if you go back and watch the vod like you could hear me and I'm just, <laughs> I'm talking so fast. <laughs> and I, in between maps, I'm like, oh God, I got, I got a message that just said, Hey man, you're doing great. Calm down. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> okay, you're right. And from then on, I was like cool and like yeah. collected and I had so much fun. It was just the way that they do it and the way that, you know, the other casters create an awesome environment was like yeah. just really fun. And I, I had a blast. It was like, you know, as a fan of watching these tournaments and watching yeah. people play Tarkov in general, it was a surreal experience to be able to be the person that talks over everyone yeah. and kind of comments <laughs> on the action. That was so cool for me. 
Oh, cool. Um, and then the second one I did was was even better. So. Yeah. Now, how, did you do any practice beforehand? Not uh, not specific practice. Yeah. Um, I watched some, you know, talks from casters. I, you know, talk with one of my buddies who's a caster. And yeah, um, you know, other than casting my other stuff. No, I just kind of went in, uh, did a did a little tryout and then jumped in on those those solos. It was really oh, cool. Nice. What was the toughest part of it? Um, everybody runs production a little bit differently. Yeah. Uh, and to, it, it was both learning production and then also trying to realize that you don't always need to fill the dead space. Yeah. That sometimes the content in, in the tournament, especially in a tournament like that. Yeah. Excuse me, would speak for itself. And so you mm -hmm. don't always have to fill the dead air. Oh, that's good. That's a good one. And now was it neat seeing behind the curtains on how, an evasion tournament all went together yeah yeah it was really cool um i don't know how much i can really talk about right, it but yeah, no. um i don't want to give anything away uh by the way that they've you know figured yeah. it out but um there's a lot of people that make things work yeah. at evasion um right. and everybody is top notch at their job yeah and everybody's clearly there because they love to do it yeah um sigma and hotel run a tight ship yeah. And everybody that's on the production team is really, really awesome. That's, you know, I heard that from everybody who's been on the pod. They just speak volumes on how great Hotel and Sigma are, you know, and just yeah. everybody's such a good, uh, cohesive team and everybody just, you know, it's, it's a family. It, and it and it is. And there's a lot of people there. And I, the word family gets thrown around on the Internet a lot. Yeah. Especially when people are talking about organizations and, and people, friends that they've made. And um, but really, they do everything possible. And everybody in the innovation on staff and in the community does everything to make yeah. you feel welcome. Yeah. And if that's not family, I don't know what is. Yeah. And, and speaking, you know, of the community. You know, you said you've played in other you've played in, in other games or streamed other games, been in those communities, and then you've come to Tarkov. And I've only experienced the Tarkov community and I've it's fantastic. I've got nothing but great things to say about the people I've met and just in general. Yeah. Um Tarkov community is amazing. And I think a lot of that comes from the OGs like Willers, like you know, people like Chicken Prism and, and Warren and and those kind of people. They, they streamed this game to no one. Yeah. And built their communities around, hey, we all love this game. We know it's not the biggest game in the world, but we love it. So let's make our community about this game. Yeah. And then new people like it wasn't really a huge Tarkov boom all at once. Yeah. People kind of came in by the thousands instead of the millions, like yeah. a game like Call of Duty. And it wasn't all at once. They kind of came in by either watching streams or just learning how to play it and then watching streams to kind of figure out what's going on. Yeah. And they came into these communities that were founded on a basis of we're all going to respect each other because we all love this game so much. Yeah. And the Tarkov community kind of blossomed from that rather than an all-out cloud chase to get to the top. Yeah. Which I think is much different than a lot of other games, and it, Tarkov benefits a lot from that. Yeah. And it's it's what I've noticed is there's just so many different types of people in this community. You know, you have everybody that you can think of, and it's just, it's, it's really good to see. Yeah, there's a lot of diversity around, um, not even just within people, but in the way that the people think about the game and the way that yep. people play the game. A lot of mm -hmm. people just watch. Yeah. And that I don't see in a lot of other games. Nope. Uh, a lot of people just watch. And that is so cool. To, to build a game that's fun to play is one thing. To build a mm -hmm. game that's fun to watch and that still has kind of a slow pace like Tarkov, yep. that's something entirely different. And it's not just the devs we owe it to. We owe it to these, these pillars of the community. Yeah. We're really digging in and making not only just great gaming content, but people like Tulu and Fair TX making awesome narrative YouTube content, yeah. both long and short form. People like Wildez on TikTok really bringing the community together through memes. Like yeah. that kind of extra work you don't see in a lot of other places. And again, Tarkov benefits from having that kind of 
mutually assured respect for 90% of the community. Yeah. And also you can, you know, Tarkov lets people who want to stream it, stream it different ways. You have deadly who's like the storyteller. You have the landmarks that are just, you know, cracking the heads and, it's, you know, and also to add on to that, I had uh, Pesley on once and he was talked about how Tarkov is like a real, it's like the perfect game to stream because you have the pre-raid, you have going into raid, raid, and then coming out all these different stages that you, you have opportunities to talk to chat and there's build up, there's just, you know, coming down and, and, you know, sort of a chill relaxing afterwards. Right. And it's not like you're going in and getting out and going in and getting out. You don't have to do it right all at once you have time when you're building a kit to talk about different aspects of the game and give your opinion. And that's a really awesome, cool thing because people that are in your stream, they want your opinion. They value your opinion. And there's so many different ways to play and there's so many different ways to stream it. And there's so many different ways to think about every little thing going on in the game. Yeah. um, That, yeah, it makes it absolutely amazingly streamable. Yeah. So now I just recently found out about your Nar Wars. All right. So let's talk about it. What is yeah. Nar Wars? So Nar Wars is the uh, tournament name that I came up with a while back. Um, Nar Wars won every Nar Wars has been a solo tournament until now. Okay. And so this is Nar Wars four. This is the fourth Nar Wars. Um, it is to benefit St. Jude. So every competitor um, pays $5 to St. Jude to enter. And it's really just a sign up. Um, it just depends on how many mods we can get. So we have 13 teams. Yeah. And uh they it's kind of a kill race kind of different so there's no loot involved or private servers or anything like that isn't involved but um so they're on public servers with their duo they can go to three maps reserve shoreline or i believe it's um reserve shoreline or customs and they have different missions they have to complete or different uh every kill is points if they get the found and raid tag and survive it's extra points they get points for each person extracting and then there's a bingo board. So each bingo board is each cool. item is worth 10 points. And then if they get a bingo, it's worth an extra 10 points. And things on the bingo board include things like um, extract with a friendly P uh, extract with a friendly scav, betray someone over VoIP, kill three bosses. <laughs> and it doesn't have to all be in one. Yeah. Um, one is like get a shooter born kill, get a grenade kill, get a melee kill. And things like that are really cool because people in the tournament will come and, and decide, hey, we're all going to run on these servers. Yeah. These servers work for people, and I don't mandate that. They yeah. do. And it ends up being, hey, um, you know, Barbsky and someone else are going to VoIP to each other. Hey, let's melee fight. We're both in Nar Wars. And then they melee fight, and somebody gets that bingo card, and they get the PMC and dog tag. Yeah. Like, that's really cool. It breeds that kind of friendly atmosphere. Yeah. Um, And then afterwards, everybody hangs out, and everybody, last tournament, like, half the people raided the winner and it was really, really cool. So oh, cool. Um, looking forward to that kind of environment. There's no prize money or anything, which I think yeah. is really, um, it's different than a lot of other tournaments and not saying that prize money is bad. I just can't afford it myself. Yeah. Um, so there's no prize money. Everybody just comes together. We raise a crap ton of money for, for uh, charity. Yeah. And that is the coolest thing in the world. So, well, that speaks volumes to the community. Like you've got absolutely a good turnout for a tournament and there's no prizes. It's just, you know, I'm going to win Nar Wars and, and have fun. Yeah. That is really cool to me. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I make it very open-ended the way that you can participate, mm-hmm. uh, which I think helps as well. There's three maps. You can't run a map back to back. Yeah. Um, but you don't have to run all three before you can go back to the first one. You just have okay. to run each map at least once. Yeah. So I had interchange on the last one. A lot of people don't like interchange. They would run in. They would take the F1 extract. Yeah. Uh, they just throw an aid at a wall and wait for it to blow up. And then they'd be like, OK, I'm done with interchange. Now I can just ping pong between these other two maps oh, for the rest yeah. of the night. Um, so for this particular tournament, I chose all three maps that I have bosses. Yeah. Um, with a good with a decent likelihood of spawning. Yeah. Um, so that they can ping pong through whatever they want. And if they hate customs reserve or shoreline in particular, they can ping pong to another map and still have a chance to get a boss and still have a chance to get some kills. Ah, very cool. Now, how much yeah. has changed from Nar Wars one or Nar Wars to four? So much. Um, so Nar Wars one and two, it was all me. I was yeah. doing everything. Uh, I was editing together player intros. I was tabulating oh, wow. points. 
I was casting, I was hosting, everything was me. Um, starting with Narwars 3, Narwars 3, I had three amazing mods uh, who are my friends. Um, they came in and they modded for me. Panda, Cyber, and uh, and Graves came in and modded for me. So they were tabulating all the points. They were checking clips, checking yeah. raid end screens. Um, so all I had to do was host and cast and keep an updated score list, oh, which okay. was really, really cool for me to be able to do. Um, yeah. Now, how did, so is that how you validate what people are doing is by clips or do you have people watching so, streams? Uh, so we're not necessarily watching streams as much. We yeah. can, uh, I mean, this time I think I'm going to have people watching streams. Yeah. Um, had an, had an issue last tournament, uh, with some not necessarily, uh, fair play. Yeah. Uh, so we will be watching streams this time, but uh, they upload their raid end screen every time. Yeah. Um, and then if there's like, you know, six people are they killed six people and we will go back into their VOD and make sure that they weren't all headshots because they're cheating. Right. Yeah. Um, but for clips that require contacts like a betray over VoIP or an extract yeah. with a friendly scav, they upload a clip as well. Yeah. So most people, I don't provide battle mods, but um, most people bring their own yeah. and they'll sit there and they'll oh, upload cool. those raid end screens and stuff like that for them. So this will be a lot more. So luckily we have plenty of staff to do it. So <laughs> it's really awesome. So all I have to really do is host and cast, which is really what I love to do. Oh, that's fantastic. So now are you all set? Do you got any last minute things that you'd like you got to do or are you ready for, for the tournament Friday? Uh, I, I never want to say I'm ready. Yeah, because uh, I'm sure there's stuff that's going to come up tomorrow that I'm going to need to do. <laughs> uh, I still need to create some multi Twitch links so that I can just kind of tap through everybody's. But uh, mainly, I think I'm ready. Yeah. I think I'm genuinely ready. I I had actually somebody donate a really awesome intro video to us. Um, so I just kind of edited some graphics in with that. And that'll be that'll go up tomorrow, which is really cool. And Excellent. then uh Tomorrow being uh, Thursday, May 26th. I don't know when this comes out. But, yeah. Um, chances are when you're watching this, it's out. It's and the over. over. We know but, who won. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's pretty exciting. Congratulations to the winner. Um, <laughs> so that'll be really, really cool. And then uh, St. Jude actually sent me some mod pins that I can send to our mods, which is really, oh, really nice of them. So. That is very cool. Yeah. So what's going to be the uh, toughest thing on Friday? What's Is there anything like, oh, my God, what, you know, that you're nervous about? Uh, I'm nervous about duos. I'm nervous yeah. about having multi twitches work and having people on the same uh, like tick, like seeing their streams at the same time because some yeah. people have different stream delays and yeah and whatnot. And I don't require a stream delay. Um, that's what I'm mostly nervous about. I think yeah. uh, everybody usually is just awesome. They okay. do like a really great job. So I'm just stoked. I love doing it. It's like my favorite thing to do. So. Well, I've I'm seen really, the, really excited. I've seen the list of people and you've, you've got, you got people we know yeah. in the community. It's not just, yeah. you know, just people who are, are, you've got good, good people there. It's fantastic. Yeah. I feel really lucky. Um, especially with, you know, we changed the date to make sure that people could, could make it. Um, yeah. the 28th is, is a tough day, especially because so many competitors are from NA. So yeah. many people are doing the evasion stuff and, you know, I want to give credit where credit is due. The reason that people are interested in my tournament is because they were interested in Evasion's tournament. Yeah. So, you know, let's let's move it to Friday so that people in EU, they'll still be done by like three, oh, so yeah. plenty of time. Um, and so that was really well received by the people doing it, which is really cool. So oh, um, just excited, just excited to have these people be interested. And I, yeah. I tweeted it yesterday. It means a lot when I see people retweet my tournament announcement tweet and be like, practicing for this on stream today. Yeah. That's so cool. You're like, you're practicing for my tournament? <laughs> There's no prize money. I hope you have fun. Like, just really, I don't know. I, I feel very lucky. Yeah. It's, it's, but that's the thing about our community. I, I just, I, I love it. Everybody is just, you know, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, top tier streamer or just starting out everybody's all mixed together and there's tweets back and forth and it's just, it yeah. just feels good. Yeah. It's fun. Some of the food takes are interesting, but <laughs> yes, well, we take the bad with the good. That's true. Yep. Some, yeah, yeah. There's some weird community trends that happen. I have to agree with you there. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, it's like so, a big dysfunctional family. It is, absolutely. So now when you're not streaming, you're not playing Tarkov, you're pushing away from the computer, what are you doing? Uh, rock climbing, hiking, working out, yeah. playing guitar endlessly, never Wonderwall. Um, just anything that yeah. I can do to, to get outside. We're getting a puppy soon, so I'll be outside more often than not, which I'm so excited about. Um, do you have a name? Yes, her name is Timber. Oh, nice. Very yeah. cool. Very excited. Excellent. Uh, do you watch any TV or movie or any what you know things like that? Yeah, I'm a big I'm a big uh, Survivor fan. Okay. Uh, I watch Survivor. I'm missing it. It's the finale tonight. Oh no! I'm missing it. That's how bad I want it to be on your podcast. Oh, I, I really love what that. you do. <laughs> Thank um, you. I was really, really excited when you DM me. I was I was at a bar and I went, let's go. So <laughs> I was so excited. Um, so, yeah, I'm a huge Survivor fan. I watch videos about past Survivor seasons and yeah. Survivor seasons. I watch a lot of pro revenge stuff because it makes me feel good about myself. <laughs> um, I camp in streams. I hang out with friends. Um, do, do just a fair bit of, of putzing around on the Internet. Yeah. It's a fun time. Cool. Do you ever have you ever watched that uh, TV show called Alone? Is that the one where they're in the isolation queues for they're, like 50 yeah. days? Yeah, it's they get like 10 things yeah. with them and that's it. It is crazy what they go through. Yeah, I feel like I've seen that. They used to have another show like that. I don't remember what it was, but yeah, I've heard of that kind of stuff. That's terrifying to me. Absolutely. Yeah, I couldn't agree <laughs> with you more. So, all right. Well, hey, thank you so much for hopping on. I really appreciate it. And before I go, at the end of all my podcasts, I ask the guests, who are you calling out as somebody who needs to come on Tardox? Oh, that's a great question. So you've had so many wonderful people on this. Um, let me think. Who should come on next? I think if if you haven't had Mandini on, I think he's a really great conversation. All right. He is uh, the NA current NA Solos champion. Uh, Mandini should get on here. He's a great guy. We gamed uh, earlier this week. Really fun to hang out with. Uh, so, yeah, Mandini, Mandini. Get on the show. There we go. All right. Well, hey, thank you so much. You have yourself a wonderful night, and uh, good luck on the, on Friday. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Have a wonderful nope. night.